0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Y'all already know what's going on around here. This is your boy, Young Gorilla. And this is Damn Cam. And it's the Damn Cam and Gorilla Show. It's championship weekend, everybody. Uh, We got a lot of good stuff going on this weekend. But first and foremost, how you doing today, Damn Cam?
1: Pretty good, pretty good. Just been chilling. Slept in a little bit today.
0: Enjoying my day off. Yeah, I wish I could say the same. I got work later. But... uh, Yeah, Fuck that. it works anymore? Everybody.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, uh, I mean, for now, uh, we can do this. We can talk about some NFL. And before we talk about uh, the NFC and AFC championship games, let's dive into what's going on around the NFL right now. Because, um, obviously, everybody who's already been eliminated um is already getting ready for next year, deciding what's going on. And I think I want to start with uh the head coaching hires that have been going around because there's been a lot of head coaching hires, uh, counting one, two, and three, four, five, actually. Five new head coaching hires recently. So uh let's go over a couple of them. So first we've got the New York Jets who have hired uh the former 49ers defensive coordinator now, uh Robert Saleh. Uh What do you think about the Jets hiring Robert Saleh from the 49ers here, damn Cam?
1: So I like it a lot. Uh, Robert Saleh, so people always like that I've talked to about, you know, certain players and coaches and all that. So they go, well, he already had a stacked defense. And I'm like, well, did you not see what he did with the Niners this past year? And they're like, dude, the Niners suck. I'm like, but look, obviously the Niners were, were still a decent team, below average, but they were still playing decently enough with, All the factors of injuries and COVID. Um, Their defense was hit majorly with fucking injuries. And the fact that he was still able to keep their team in games with X, Y, Z players that we don't really know much about on that Niners defense. They they were close. They were still playing competitive. They gave Seahawks a run for their money. They gave the Rams a run for their money. All these playoff teams. And... I like it because the Jets, they have been struggling terribly with Adam Gase ruining that team. Uh, the last time that the, the Jets had a good defense was the Rex Ryan era. And they had Darrell Revis, Antonio Cromartie, everybody else on that defensive team. You know What's his name? Uh, he used to play for the Ravens. Uh, Scott. Uh, I think that he can turn this Jets team back into a defensive team again. Uh, you know They have a very underrated safety in uh Demarcus May, I believe that's his name. I hope I didn't slander it. Um he had the incredible butt interception this past season for any of y'all that didn't see it. They got blown out in that game, but they started off strong with that butt pick. You know, first there was the butt fumble with Sanchez back in the day and then now there's the butt interception.
0: Um a lot of butts in New York guys.
1: Yeah. Ass, ass, ass. Um, I think with the way this team can go in the next three years, because this is going to be a pretty uh, hefty project, I think that this new hire will benefit new- the New York Jets in the next two or three years when they st- start getting younger players in or veteran players in to help coach the team. And they will be a very well-known run-heavy defensive team. I could see it. You know, Sam Darnold doesn't get the help that he needs. So I think this this coach will help the Jets rebuild around Sam Darnold, give him a good name to where he's not just, oh, Sam Darnold, he sucks. When If you watch Sam Darnold, I've seen him make some throws that never get fucking posted. And if it was like Mahomes doing it, you know, They'd be, like, all over him, dick throbbing him and everything. But, like, there was a game when the Jets played the 49ers, I believe, this past season, and or this current season. And uh, he was running to his left, and he made the most amazing side arm throw. And I think it went, like, fucking 30 yards or whatever, and it was just spot on. And they were like, oh, but if Pat Mahomes did this, this would be all over ESPN and NFL Network. Sam Donald's very underrated. It's just he just not getting the credit that he honestly deserves because of the team that he's on. Uh, going into this draft, I feel like the Niners or not the Niners, my bad. The Jets are going to draft an offensive lineman. I think that's what they need to do. They need to get him the protection, and then when they go into the second round, I could see them drafting some running backs or maybe a wide receiver or people on the defense. Uh probably a corner, another safety, maybe a pass rusher. Um, There's a lot of holes to fill in the Jets, but I think roberts how do you say his name? Saleen? Saleh, I think. Saleh. I think that he'll get the pieces that he needs in the next two, three years because, like I said, it's going to be a a little lengthy rebuild around that team, but I feel like he'll get it. Um, If he has a shitty year this year, I'm not going to blame him at all because he's working with this team. Um I feel like he'll get the Jets back to where they're not a laughing stock and give them the respect they had what ten years ago when they were a very good defensive team. I think they'll be on track the next three years. How do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna spend too much time on it because you basically went in full depth with it. I agree. Um I think they did need a defensive mind, their defense is bad, their whole team is bad, but uh I think their defense honestly is the worst part of it. They definitely need a defensive mind. Um no matter who the quarterback is, they definitely need weapons and help on the o-line so and I think Saleh is the type is the type of guy to actually go and get the things that Darnold or whoever's going to be the quarterback needs. Uh so yeah, I think I think that this is a really good hire for them. It's definitely the best head coach they've had uh since Rex Ryan was there. So mm-hmm. Um, All right. Next up, we got the Falcons. They hired the Titans now former offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith. Obviously, you know, the Falcons. I'm going to start here real quick just before you get in. I think this is a good hire for the Falcons, you know, having a good uh, creative offensive mind. Someone who, you know, worked with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry because, you know, we all know how Derrick Henry is with the run game and uh, they have Todd Gurley over in Atlanta, I think. And I still I think they'll still have him. I'm not sure but I mean you know he's you know he's he has a good mind for run, with running backs and wide receivers I mean the offense for Tennessee just looked really good the last two seasons in general so I do think that this is a big step up for Atlanta uh what do you think I like it you know Matt Ryan he's up
1: there in age he needs to help more than he's ever needed it you know he, he can't do what he he could do 10 years ago 5 years ago Yes, he's still an elite quarterback, but he needs the help. You know, he the signing with Todd Gurley, I, I liked it. Downfall about it is it's not the same Todd Gurley we've seen on the Rams because of the arthritis in his knees, and he doesn't have that burst. But he, he could still do a little bit, and I think they should resign him. And then when they go into free agency or the draft, get another running back because what you've seen him – not gonna say he did it all himself in Tennessee, but when they got the trade for Ryan Tannehill, people laughed at it and they got the last laugh in it. He has revived not obviously not just him, but he has helped get the revival in the Ryan Tannehill era. And yes, they have Derrick Henry. But Ryan Tannehill has looked so much more comfortable in this offense in Tennessee than he has been with Miami. Uh, well that's just because Miami's
0: like... not as the Miami franchise has just not has just been so lackluster like they haven't been going out and getting good talent around their quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean they did have that one
1: playoff run a few years ago when they had Jay Ajayi and Jarvis Landry I think in his rookie year or whatever. But like the team looked very comfortable in when they had Adam Gase that one year and they were like okay, it was a good hire. But Ryan Tannehill, you know, he he's been fucked with Terrible offensive line in Miami, and they go to Tennessee. He looks more comfortable. You know, if things get out of hand where they can't do much in the passing game, they they know when to hand the ball off to a fucking force of a running back. And what Matt Ryan needs is a good one-two punch right now because it'll help open up the play action. You won't need to worry about him dropping back fifty times a game. Uh, I could see him trading away Julio Jones this year. And I think it's it's just a must do now to help rebuild this team, you know, get some draft capital, get some player depth out of it, help Matt Ryan or whoever is gonna be under center for the next few years, you know. I like the hire, very underrated. People were just like, Oh, they're just gonna run the ball a million times. No, they're not. It's gonna if you see what he did in Tennessee, it's gonna apply in Atlanta. And I like the hire.
0: Yeah, definitely a nice mix of both. Uh is what I is what I see coming. Okay, next up, we got the Chargers. Uh, they hired the Rams' former defensive coordinator, now Brandon Staley. Um, for me, I think this, honestly, is another good hire. I think we're on a roll here with good head coaching hires, in my opinion. Um, mainly because the offense right now for the Chargers is good. Like, they have their quarterback, they have a running back, and they have receivers. They got, you know, they got what they need on offense, and their offensive line... Is you know could be better, but they're 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 good for the most part. So yeah. So, um, I think this like I think honestly the only thing they really needed was a great defensive mind, uh, somewhere on the team to help with the defense. And I think a defensive mind as your head coach is just what you need. He's going to be there to help with the defense a little bit. And he, who knows? Maybe he'll even go and maybe get a maybe switch up the defensive coordinator there. Just do something different, you know, uh, with with the Chargers. But as far as far as the offense goes, everything is fine. So I think this was the perfect hire for them. I like it. Like, if
1: you remember in our earlier podcast when I told you that I seen an article saw about how the Chargers are like the only team you've ever seen like this year. And I will, I'll just say in general like the past few seasons actually. Like you could see them being not like – not trying to, you know – Blow this out of proportion, but like a sixteen and 0 team or an 0, or a zero and sixteen team. Now the Chargers have been in the past two, three years, or maybe a little bit longer.
0: A lot of the games they've lost have been under like seven points. Yeah, they they like the last two seasons actually. Even with Philip Rivers, like even this yeah. year with Justin Herbert and last year with Philip Rivers, they literally had been in every game until the very end. Exactly, and like it's just their defense. Like, their defense will play somehow decently the whole game, and then like when it matters most, you know, they just go like. So who you cover? It's funny. The Chargers to me remind me of the Ravens because not like not in like an entire like defense way, but like the Ravens defense like most of this year would play like really good in the first half, and then were non-existent in the second half. I feel like that's been the Chargers defense though for the last like few years. And I
1: I agree with that statement about the Ravens' defense, you know. There was games that you look at the defense on the Ravens, like the Eagles. Like, we should have not even came close to coming back in that game, but they did. And that's the shit that you see going on in L.A. with the Chargers. Uh, The Chargers, (laughs) they just get bashed a lot. And it's just because they just choke in so many games. And it's not even their offense. Like, Herbert or Phillip Rivers, too. Like, they were doing their part. And they were like, all right, hold this team up for like a minute and we win the game. And, you know, you just – they just go, eh, I'm good. I'm going to play like Oakland and give Big Or Las Vegas, my bad.
0: Yeah, now Las Vegas. But, yeah. <laughs> I keep I keep fucking it up. Okay, next up, we've got uh, Dam Cam's team, the Philadelphia Eagles. They hired the Colts offensive coordinator, Nick Sirianni, I think is how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. I think that's how it is. I – I don't remember. but I
1: just kind of see a higher he
0: was the Colts offensive coordinator um i'm gonna go first on this one because I know uh damn cam is gonna talk about this one at least decently passionately but i I actually <laughs> like this hire because there was a lot of talk about uh i think yeah we're definitely four for four here on the on the head coaching hires right now um because there was a lot of talk about Carson wentz wanting out and getting traded to Indianapolis because of the because of the offensive minds there with Frank Wright as head coach his experience with Frank Wright and then you know how they have been playing their scheme and all this other this that so this was their way of saying hey look we don't want you to leave we're going to go and get you we'll go and get you somebody from the colts you know to help you out and then they went and got their offensive coordinator former offensive coordinator now so hopefully exactly. so hopefully this helps Carson Wentz because this season now if he cannot do any better there's no more excuses for this guy um because you know everybody was saying the Colts was a perfect landing spot for him if he was out of Philadelphia but now they went and got him the offensive mind that they had in there one of them at least to get Carson Wentz so hopefully they build around Wentz now in this in this off season with the draft and maybe in some trade deals um hopefully try to help him out because obviously the offensive line is still an issue there, but, um, I can, I can see Sirianni or however you pronounce his last name here, uh, taking, taking this team into a new direction, hopefully, but I got high hopes for them. So what I like about the Sirianni hire. So I
1: listened to his interview on the fourth and John podcast. Shout out to those guys. Great guys. Um, he was saying that he uses his players to his strengths or to their strengths. And it is proven in like, Indianapolis. like He revived Phillip Rivers a little bit with his old-ass arm. Like Phillip Rivers was playing pretty good. Uh, they utilized the run game, which Philadelphia hasn't been doing the past two seasons. Um, and it's a perfect fit for him because how Indianapolis runs that offense under Frank Wright, uh, our running back coach, deuce staley he runs the running back rotation for our team uh same thing that they did in indy you know they brought that from philly over to indy uh now that you have the guy that will fit our offense perfectly which is the reason why we obviously hired him he will utilize every player to their strengths he will probably break down the basics completely on you know security with the football because the colts led the league in what? Uh, no fumbles or whatever. I think they only had four this whole year. And, you know, we haven't had uh, di- proper discipline on uh, ball control with our running backs the past two seasons. Um, or just players in general, like Wentz, like he always fumbles. Uh, I think, because he, he said he's going to break down the basics basically down to ball security, you know, something that you need to know when you first play. And I think he will revive Carson Wentz and get him more comfortable. Cause you seen what happened in his second year. He was playing at an MVP caliber level that year. So unfortunately the ACL injury happened, but he will revive this offense and he will use everybody to their strengths. You know, we weren't seeing Travis Fulgham playing anymore. Uh, we weren't, we weren't using Jalen Rager correctly. Uh, I don't and – I'm, I'm going to say, like, I don't agree with the Doug Pearson firing. I think they should have just took away his play calling, but it's over. So now we have a fresh mind, new ideas. I think it will benefit the, the team. Um, and, you know, if Wentz gets hurt, you know, Jalen Hurts, he seemed like he could be decent. Uh, I think a little bit more development needs to happen, obviously. But worse comes to worse, you know, we have depth on the QB position, and I feel like that they'll be comfortable under this new offensive scheme that will have, uh, they'll use the players to their strengths and not their weaknesses or make them do something that they're not even accustomed to doing. You know, Carson Wentz wasn't the guy to be, at least throughout his career so far, to be doing all this, this, and that. He need, They need to simplify for him a little bit, play him to his strengths, you know, roll him out of the pocket, let him get the deep ball like where he used to do. And I think the Eagles would be pretty good going here for Ford.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, definitely good. Uh, four, four for four so far. Uh, and lastly, we've got, uh, last but certainly not least, because this is probably the the biggest hire out of all of them, uh, the Jaguars hiring Urban Meyer uh, as their head coach. He's already gotten busy and got an offensive and defensive coordinator now for the team. He went and got the all offensive coordinator from the Lions, uh, Darrell Bevel. And now for the defensive coordinator, he went and got the D-line coach from the Ravens, uh, Joe Cullen. So uh already hiring his offensive and defensive coordinators for next year. So the Jaguars have a whole new image. They're probably gonna get a whole new quarterback too, with the with the number one overall pick, possibly Trevor Lawrence. Um, what are your thoughts on this hire, Dan Cam? So, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know too
1: much about Erb Meyer because I know he comes from the NCAA. uh I don't pay attention to that too much uh I've read comments about him, and they were like oh they're they're gonna fuck it up and get a mobile q b in uh Wilson. Do you pass on a high valuable draft prospect and Trevor Lawrence? Fuck no, it don't even matter if you don't need the damn guy. you're gonna draft him anyway but I feel like, you know, at least what I've been hearing, you know, he's going to try to give the Jaguars a name again. Uh, they get Trevor Lawrence, right? They already have weapons on the offense. Now what they need to do is get offensive line depth. Uh, I feel like they can do that. You know, their defense, young, you know, unfortunately, the past few seasons they had to trade away <laughs> players for some fucking reason, but they did it. But there's already – like, they have key players on the defense – and Miles, Jack, and they have the rookie uh, rookie corner. Uh, oh fuck, his name just slipped from my mind. But he he was playing at a decent level this year for a rookie. Uh, they'll they'll get that defense going again within the next two seasons. Uh, offense is probably going to be pretty nice. I would like to see them get some help on the O line. Like I do like Gardner Minshew. Don't get me wrong, I like the guy. Magic
0: Mustache,
1: dude. It's the, it's the mustache, bro. He he can do anything. Uh, I don't completely agree on moving away from Minshew because Minshew is not bad. Yes, he doesn't have the arm power, but he's not a bad QB. Like I wouldn't mind him, especially even <clears throat> as like a backup. Like you're secure on that. They got a good running back in Robinson, undrafted rookie, and. Like I said, there's, there's there's key players all over that team. I just don't think they were being utilized correctly. Like, DJ Chark was quiet this year. Yes, they didn't have the Minshew playing all year because of injuries. But DJ Chark's not a bad uh, wide receiver. They got uh, Keelan Cole. I don't even know if he's going re-sign, to be resigned by them. But they also have uh, D.D. Westbrook. He's not too bad. He's a good number two wide receiver. Um, They got Tyler Eif- Eifert, second-string tight end. And then I forgot who their starting tight end is. But you get a QB and Trevor Lawrence, they do do it, you know. I want, I feel like this dude, the Jaguars are going to be a sleeper team this year. They're, they're going to be that team that no one's going to talk about until, like, the final few weeks. Like, if they draft correctly and the players play to what the hype's all about with Urban Meyer, they could. They could. Not guaranteeing it be at least nine and seven, or just sneaking into the wild card. Uh, like I said, I don't know too much, so I can't agree or disagree with this hire. So I feel like you might know a little bit more on this hire than I do. So I'm gonna so, let you talk more about it. So
0: I just, uh, so I I just recently started liking college football. So I don't keep we don't keep up with college football over here on the Damn Cam and Gorilla Show. But I I looked up. Uh, a little bit of Urban Meyer. So he coached. So most recently he coached the Ohio state Buckeyes from 2012 to 2018. Um, And he's got 15 college bowl appearances and he's won 12 of them. So this guy has a pretty successful career. Even before he was the coach for the Florida Gators also um, before that, he was coaching in uh he was coaching for uh he was coaching for the the Utes i guess uh he won the Mountain West Conference title for them it was their first since like 1957 and he also took them to their first championship win for the first time since like 1990 or something and like it was their first unbeaten season since 1930 they were 12 and 0 this man so so from what it seems like, uh this is a pretty good hire for Jacksonville. This guy's had a very successful career uh in college. If this will be his first NFL gig, his first major league gig. So we'll see how that plays out.
1: I mean, he's made like, you know, people know Ohio State of having decent QBs in college, but they or they'll play really good in college, but they don't come out well in the NFL. Now Let's say he does fuck around and draft a mobile QB, which apparently he likes. I mean, Dwayne Haskins didn't look too bad in college. I mean, people that watch it, they said he wasn't all that, but he played decent enough. I feel like even if they were to hire or draft, um, any kind of, you know, QB that wasn't well known (laughs) in the NFL for playing good, I feel like he could turn it around a little bit or make him look average. Uh, Garner Minshew you know right now he's just playing he's an average QB you know makes smart decisions but doesn't have the arm power to do this this and that that most QBs in the NFL can do but if he if the Jaguars know what they're doing and they know what this guy's capable of I could say I'll, I'll agree with it for now and so we see the NFL season start and see how the team plays out especially with drafting and all that um Until then, it's just, I I don't know. I can't agree or disagree to a full extent at the moment.
0: Yeah, real quick before we move on, I do have, I was reading something. It does say right here that Meyer, who's 54, is one of the most successful coaches in college football history. His teams have won more than 85% of their games, and he's got three national championships, two with Florida, one with Ohio State.
1: Okay. Now, remember, you can't, always use that on a resume to be successful in the
0: nfl true but i mean because successful really successful college coaches though have had a pretty decent tenure in the nfl
1: yes and no so like alabama's uh coach he didn't do well in the nfl uh what the fuck's his name i know he was the coach i believe for tampa bay for a little while um God, I'm gonna feel stupid. There's probably people that are gonna be listening to this and they're like, "Damn, Cam, He's... now I see
0: how you get your fucking name." But he was one of, the, but he was one of the more very successful head coaches, like Urban Meyer successful.
1: Yes. So, if you're not aware, obviously Alabama is an unstoppable force. Um, they did just win. Oh, the Nick, national Nick championship Saban. this year, Nick Saban. Nick Sabane or Nick Saban, however you pronounce it. Oh, Serbain, yes. Nick uh, Nick Serbain. So, he is literally the Bill Belichick of college football. And when he was an uh, NFL coach, I believe he wasn't all that at all. I think he only was, like, a coach for a few years. Uh, let's see. I'm looking into it now. Uh, so... He was the head coach for the Miami Dolphins. Let's see. So he had two mediocre seasons, and then let's see. Yeah, so he returned to professional ranks as the head coach of the NFL Miami Dolphins. The team had two mediocre seasons, however, marked by numerous personality clashes with uh, between Sabane and his players. He left to take over the
0: University of Alabama in 2007. Okay, well, regardless, majority of coaches that come over from college, they usually are successful. So we'll have to just – it's a wait-and-see game. You're right. It's a wait-and-see game with Urban Meyer because he's never coached in the NFL before. So we'll just have to see what he does. All right, so that's all of our head coaching hires. Moving on into a uh, little uh, a little bit more of what's going on around, just quick news here. Matt Patricia was rehired by the New England Patriots. He will be doing multiple roles with the team, including combine scouting, um, and he will also serve as a coach. It's not clear on what exactly he will be doing as a coach, but he will have a coaching position as well as combine scout. He was a defensive coordinator for New England from 2012 to 2017. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, he was signed by the Pittsburgh Steelers after being dropped by Washington. Um, he will now sport the number three instead of the number seven over there. Um, and then, of course, every uh, everybody's big news that's been going on, Deshaun Watson, how he wants to get out of Houston and how he's most likely played his last game with the Houston Texans. Um, Deshaun Watson has been literally the most talked about thing this offseason, and I would say it's rightfully so because he is a top five. uh, He is a top five quarterback from this past season, even though the Texans were four and 12. uh, Deshaun Watson was actually like the only good thing that the Texans had other than, you know, J.J. Watt and them boys. But, you know, Deshaun Watson is the main piece that was holding the Texans together for the most part. But now he wants out, uh, and there's a lot of teams that could really benefit from getting Deshaun Watson. So I wanted to talk about this a little bit before we it into the conference championship games, Damn, Cam. Uh, Deshaun Watson is definitely going to be a hot free agent if he was released by the Texans, but I don't think it's going to go that way. Obviously, uh, the Texans are going to – someone's going to have to make some big – big trades for deshaun watson i want to know your thoughts who you think is most likely to get him and you know what's the best spot for deshaun watson to go so i would like to say
1: miami but recent reports uh the texans are not too keen on to a, uh because if a trade were to happen it was supposed to include some first round picks probably getting their first round pick back uh Tua and some other players are, uh draft picks, but they're not too keen on Tua. So that's X on the dolphins, but another team that I would think would be very interesting for him to go to would either be the jets if they were to move on from Sam Darnold. But I really do like him going to the 49ers. Uh, very good defense, good run game. Um, uh, Decent wide receiving core, a star tight end and Kittle. Um, Jimmy G, you know, he can't stay healthy. But when he is there, you know, he's just an average QB. Uh, Deshaun Watson would be a perfect fit for that team because of a run-heavy system. Uh, play action will open up a lot for him. Uh, he wouldn't have to worry about carrying a shitty team that he's on right now in Houston. With a good head coach and Shanahan, uh, Watson could thrive in the Niners organization. Uh, like I said, he won't have no weight on his shoulders over there. They got good running backs, uh, good O-line, weapons, underrated weapons, actually. But... The defense, you know, they'll do their part and just make sure he doesn't have to, like, kill himself just to keep up in the game. I mean, Houston has, like, no no O-line. He had decent wide receivers, but there was, like, no defense at all. And he had to just go out there and, you know, wing it. I would like the Niners to make a trade for him. They do have the players to make trades. Um. If they were to do so, they, they'll do. easily get another good defensive player. They could trade away whatever defensive linemen or linebackers or people in the secondary to get Watson and some draft picks. The, the Niners are already well well built around, and I don't think they need to worry about an immediate first-round pick this year for them. Um, maybe throw in Jimmy G and first-round pick, second-round pick, maybe next year's second and like maybe uh, another mid-round pick, whatever, and a player, another player. Uh, Sean Watson would love to be there. Oh, very, very good coach again. And Shanahan, you know, we've seen what he did in Atlanta as their offensive coordinator. Matt Ryan was putting up numbers, like career numbers. Julio was balling. Um, I, I like the fit for the Niners just because of Shanahan. Mainly so and they, they, and they won't trade away any star players for a bag of chips,
0: so um our minds are kind of alike because I also thought the dolphins and the forty ers were good spots um but i had i I had a a good i think this would be a good one here, and this is also interesting, so listen to me on this one, hear me out, I'm hearing so. Um, Adam Schefter did tweet something interesting about the New York Jets. What you talked about would be a good spot if they were to possibly move on from Sam Darnold. So here's the interesting thing that can happen. So hear me out. The Jets could trade because the Texans want multiple first-round picks, so you're not going to be able to get uh, Deshaun Watson for, like, second-round picks and stuff. You're going to need to trade multiple first-round picks. The Jets could trade away their – number one overall pick for this season. Their number their their their, f- their number their uh, first round pick for twenty twenty two and their first round pick for twenty twenty three and then also trade Sam Darnold to the Texans and they could get Deshaun Watson. They would still have a first round draft pick for this season because they have another one later on. So they can still get a first round draft pick, and then and then they would you know and then they would still and they would still have a decent amount of capital left and space. Yeah. So the Jets are in the best position possible. That's what Adam Schefter tweeted. Adam Schefter tweeted that the New York Jets are in the best position possible, cap wise and all that stuff to get Deshaun Watson, mainly because of what I just said. Because they now, because they could trade the only the only thing that I couldn't
1: agree on about it is just because of this. Like I said, so the sit the the team that's built around in the Niners organization, and then you look at the team that's on the Jets. Yes, it would be a great trade to get Watson, but the fact that they'd have to give up so much with the problems they already have to get Watson. is the reason why I couldn't agree with it too much, just because wouldn't be- there's 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 too many holes to fill, though, in the Jets. You know, their offensive line, defense, uh, wide receivers. Yes, they got a pretty, pretty good rookie in uh, Denzel Mims. Uh, didn't- he didn't play too much because of injuries, but when he did play and he was getting his targets, dude, the guy was making some nice-ass catches. Yes, he didn't put up numbers left and right, like uh, Jefferson or Henry Ruggs. Like, Denzel Mims, he was a nice draft for them, a draft pick for them. But, you know, they need more weapons for Sam Darnold and offensive line and some defensive players. Like, just, There's just too many holes to fill at this moment Not to ne- give up so much for Watson. That's why I think the Niners would be a better trade partner.
0: Not necessarily, though, because they still have a lot of caps. So here's what they can still do also. Even if they do all that trade with Deshaun Watson – they still have that first round draft pick, so they probably will get an offensive lineman with the first round pick, because they already have a young guy like you just said, Denzel Mims. They don't really need to go get another rookie receiver and and maybe him be a bust or something. So they'll. I mean, they do. They do have.
1: I did forget. I did forget to mention Crowder. Crowder's nice.
0: They have they um, have Jamison Crowder. They'll have Denzel Mims, and and then they can get an offensive lineman still with the first round pick. So they will they can fill up that spot a little bit. And then they'll still have cap. They could possibly make a deal with J.J. Watt also because there are rumors that the Jets is the number one landing spot for J.J. Watt, who also wants out of, of the Texans. So they could sign him to like a two- or three-year deal or something, structure his deal to a way where they can – because he's going to want a lot. They can structure his deal. That's the thing. He's just been too hurt. He, so you can get a fair price for Watt. Cap wise, okay, now, true. So yeah, so they can so they make a trade for Watt on the D line that helps out the defensive line issue some. You know, you get a pass rusher and you know and stuff like that. And then they still and then they could still make other trades. Like they could go for a wide receiver as well in the in the trade somewhere because like they just have because like they said like they have so much cap that they're in the best position to get Deshaun Watson and still be able to do other things. So, offensive line, so you get, so if you do the Deshaun Watson pick, you get offensive line with your first round pick, and then you go and get trades. You get J.J. Watt if you can. That's your defensive problem. <clears throat> and then you use another trade on a wide receiver, on, like, a proven wide receiver who's still in his prime, hopefully, and get him on the team. Boom. That That's a wide receiver one right there. You know, would be a very like I know this is slightly off topic,
1: but for like for the Jets, if they were were to get this trade to go through, so if they do, if they're smart and they go into free agency and Kenny and Kenny Galladay goes into free agency,
0: dude, that'd be a great pickup for them. No, because the Baltimore Ravens need Kenny Galladay.
1: Well, we'll see what happens. All the wide receivers, but that's another topic. Free agency is a fucking, it's a drama fucking show, man. And you just see players go to teams that you wouldn't expect. Like, when you looked at the, uh, the Jets offseason, uh, when they picked up C.J. Mosley and they got Le'Veon Bell, like, no one expected Bell to go to the Jets, but he did. So anything's possible for H.C. Players will go to teams you didn't even expect, and you couldn't even predict them going to that team. So we'll see what the Jets do for H.C. And if they get to Sean Watson. Dude, they might be in a pretty good position. Yeah, because remember, money talks. Definitely, money talks, and, the- and if they they got
0: more money than the Ravens, so we'll see what Galladay picks. Yeah, the Jets have the most money out of everybody. Real quick, before we talk about the championship game, I just realized, you know, the Jets just hired a defensive mind, Robert Saleh, as their head coach. So you know damn well he's going to try to make a trade for like a JJ Watt or something. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see. I think the New York Jets are the most interesting team to watch this off season. So keep them on your radar because they've got the most cap, like we were just talking about, out of everybody in the NFL. So they are the team to watch. Okay, so now it's championship weekend, guys. So and we and honestly, we've got two stacked games, and I'm really excited for both of them. Let's start with the first game that's supposed to take place. We got the NFC Championship: the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Green Bay Packers. This is going to be on a two o five to three o five p.m. Eastern. Uh, this is going to be the first postseason matchup ever between uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will have no Antonio Brown, just like in the regular season game, which the Buccaneers won thirty eight to ten. They put a stomping on the Green Bay Packers, but this was before. Uh, Aaron Rodgers went off the rest of the season and eventually I think earned himself this year's league MVP award. Um, damn Cam, I want to start with you on this one. This is going to be a very, uh, interesting game. Like I said, first postseason matchup between Brady and Rodgers. Uh, I want to know who you got winning and why. So I
1: like Aaron Rodgers and the green Bay Packers to take the dub. Uh, so this game's not going to be in Tampa this time. This is Lambeau Field. In and, January. Yes, and this – but but Tom Brady's very comfortable in very cold weather, a.k.a. the New England Patriots. So he's already going to be accustomed, and, and he's going to know what to do and how to handle the situation in this cold-ass weather. Tampa Bay, you know, most of those players – they're, they're used to the nice, warm weather, you know. Hits don't hurt as much. Uh, the ball's easier to catch. This is going to be – and I don't even know the weather yet for this game. And if it snows and all that, you already know, the fucking Packers are going to probably have a field day. Uh, I already caught it with the cold weather, you know, with the Packers last week. Uh, that's, that's just their style. Uh, I want Aaron Rodgers to win it. I don't want Tom Brady winning it. Fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> I like the team how the yes, they went up against the Rams with the injured Jared Goff, but they were having their way a little bit against the Rams defense, you know. They had a nice deep ball to uh, Lazard and Jalen Ramsey was just getting pissed off with Devontae Adams. I mean, yes, Devontae Adams didn't go completely off, but they utilized Adams' skill. They Learn what they did against Jalen Ramsey last time. So they had their way with him a little bit. Yes, the uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a pretty decent defense, but Aaron Rodgers is not going to lose to Tom Brady. No one wants to hear Tom Brady. This we all want to see the State Farm Super Bowl. Not all of us,
0: but well, it, not, it would be it would be
1: interesting. I mean me personally, I don't, but like most people do. Well yeah, I mean they've already
0: made so many memes about the state farm bowl, so everybody's anticipating. Um, we're in agreement here. I think the Packers are gonna win. I don't think this is gonna be anything like the regular season matchup. This is different. Like you said, it's in Lambeau, it's not in Tampa Bay. Uh I don't think I don't know what the weather's gonna be like either, but I don't think that there's project there's projected snow, but it's still projected to be hella cold because it's Wisconsin, and it's January, so it's going to be cold. Tom Brady's used to cold, but not these other guys, so we're going to have to see uh, how the Buccaneers fare in this weather. Um, I expect it to be a good game no matter what, but uh, I could see the Packers winning by 10 uh, towards the end. Uh, I think this is going to be a 30-22 to Packers victory. Uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good one. Even though there's no AB again, I was I was excited to see what Antonio Brown could do against the Packers defense. But now we'll never know. <laughs> Maybe next year. Yeah, we'll see. Is he actually real quick? Is Antonio Brown gonna be on the Bucks next year? Or did... Let's be realistic. They'll probably resign him because Tom Brady. Okay, so him. they have to resign him. He's not on like a two-year. Like Gronkowski.
1: Gronkowski already said he's coming back. So we already know he'll be on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the next season. Um, Antonio Brown, he will most likely resign maybe to like a one-year deal, maybe two-year deal. Uh, he wants to win a ring. And he has his butt buddy Tom Brady. I was about to say he's so, very close
0: to one right now, so we'll see what's what's going on there. Uh Tom Brady's looking Cause, for a Because you already know if 'cause if the
1: Buccaneers do pull an upset and win, Antonio Brown will find a way to get into the Super Bowl to play, even if his fucking knee's still fucked up. He will be like, I wanna play
0: Yeah, no, because yeah, he wants that ring for sure. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. And last but certainly not least, we got the AFC Championship. It's the Bills at the Chiefs. It's the top two seeds in the AFC. This game takes place 540, 40 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so here's something that's interesting. So first of all, Patrick Mahomes has cleared concussion protocol. He's ready to go. He'll be, he'll be playing. But uh, in all the years that you know, that these teams have been a franchise. They have met uh, in the AFC Championship three times, and all of them have been 27 years apart exactly. It's crazy. 1966, uh, the Bills won. 1993, the Bills won. And now here in 2020. One. or Yeah, 2021. So, uh, all... All three of these games have been like 27 years apart, 26 years apart. So it's crazy to like think that these teams have met in this big game every 27 years. Um, it's a pretty in- it's a pretty interesting yet crazy stat but uh, this is gonna be a really good one. Um, obviously I wish my Ravens were here, but the bills are a really good team. And they, and they put a whooping on us, and now they have a chance to beat the defending champs, the Kansas City Chiefs. Cam, what, uh, what do you think about this?
1: So I like the Bills winning this game. Uh, like I was saying last week, you know, when, when we talked about the Browns and the Bills and how these teams haven't been in the playoffs and been succeeding in general in numerous years, and I feel like the Bills are going to keep rolling – I don't think it's gonna be a blowout, but I know it's gonna be probably a shootout. You know. I don't know if Clyde Edwards Hilaire is gonna be playing. Um so there's gonna be a lot of throwing. There's gonna be a probably a lot of points put up. Um I'll I'll say the Bills that they if they win it, and I'm hopefully I'm right. The Bills will win it uh thirty five to we'll say thirty one. And it's just going to be on if, if Josh Allen keeps playing at the elite level that he's playing at uh if their defense could step up a little bit when needed to be and yeah i mean no like even if they get a comfortable lead you still can't be comfortable against the chiefs because they've proven last season uh that they will win games even if they're being blown out 24 to nothing or losing by 10 with, like, five minutes left. Like, they've already proven that they'll, they're will they going to keep playing fucking football and they're going to come after you. So the Bills can't be comfortable in this game. They just need to have ball control, time management, and they can win this game. It's going to be a
0: tough matchup, but I feel like the Bills can do it. Yeah. Sorry, I accidentally uh... – Earlier I said that the Bills won both of them. The Chiefs won the very first meeting back in 67. It was 67. And then the Bills won in their meeting in 1993 uh 19 uh 94. So excuse me it was it was I was off I had my years off by just one. So it was 67 and 94 that these games were played. But it was the 66 and uh 93 seasons. Okay, so who do you like in this matchup? I think the Chiefs are going to win, but I would like to see the Bills win and play the Packers in the Super Bowl. I think that is the most interesting because it would be funny for the Bills to go to the Super Bowl and have to play Tom Brady. Like, how funny, how funny would that be that Buffalo Bills fans would have to go to the Super Bowl and realize that they're standing across from the man who haunted them in their division For so, so long. I mean, that would just be hilarious to me.
1: I mean, there's already memes about it when they were like, when the Bills are able to go to Super Bowl, if they win, and then then they realize they might have to play Tom Brady again.
0: Yeah. So, realistically, I think the Chiefs are just so dominant. Like, they just have the way that they play football, especially with Mahomes out there. It's just like, it's really hard to beat them no matter who you are. Like, I don't understand how the Raiders almost swept them this year. Like, it was one of the craziest things. But uh, it's just the
1: that's just a divisional game. Like I like we talked about before, you can't expect anything crazy to happen. Like these are like whoever's good and whoever's bad. Like those type of games go either way. But the Chiefs, I their defense isn't all that. Yes, they played great last week against the Browns, but the Bills' offense, you know, like I said, depend on this. Like they they played. Fairly decent against a good defense last week and in bad weather. So, going against the Chiefs, I don't, if the weather's fine and all that, I don't see it being a problem for the Bills to have a very strong chance of winning. Yeah.
0: I think uh, the Chiefs win 28 to 24. Okay. And, real quick before we go, I wanted to ask you out of all four of these quarterbacks, which to you is most likely to win a Super Bowl MVP? (laughs) <laughs> well,
1: probably Patrick Mahomes, but it it just depends. I mean, nah, I don't, I don't even know. You just gotta say Pat Mahomes right now, and then we can bring this up next week. I don't know because <laughs> cause,
0: I don't know because all these quarterbacks, if, like if you think about it, like if they all were like so if all of them were to go to the Super Bowl, like let's say each of them were to make the Super Bowl, like. All of them have a really good chance because all of them are, like, the main reason why this team is mainly a success. You could say that about the Packers and the Chiefs for sure. Uh, Buccaneers, not maybe a whole lot, but you could definitely say Tom Brady is a big reason why they're there right now in the NFC Championship game. And then Josh Allen, you know, he, his his uh big step up from last season. So, like, all of these guys, if they were to go to the Super Bowl, they have the best – they honestly have the best chance to be a Super Bowl MVP for their team but i was i was thinking Aaron Rodgers because the way that he's been playing like he's already going to probably win the league MVP so i think that he here has the, i think that if they go to the Super Bowl and they win then Aaron Rodgers will win the Super Bowl MVP we'll see like i don't know i think it's i, I, I think all of them have a really good chance to do it honestly I mean, they're all great quarterbacks. <clears throat> but
1: you already know, like, if it comes down to Brady going in to the fucking Super Bowl, everyone's gonna be like, oh, Tom Brady's gonna be MVP. He's 42 years old or 43 years old, however old he is. And they're be like, oh, he's MVP for sure.
0: But we're gonna find out in the next upcoming that's week. That's right, that's right, because championship weekend is tomorrow, so. Uh, Make sure you tune in. NFC Championship game is on at 2.05, 3.05 p.m. Eastern, and the AFC game is on at 5.40 p.m., 6.40 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, We appreciate y'all listening. Uh, This has been the Damn Cam and Gorilla Show. We will see y'all next time.